With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. He and Zach Taylor hired off the Rams coaching staff, of course. The Vikings now set to hire Kevin O'Connell off the Rams coaching staff after the Super Bowl. O'Connell, a former NFL quarterback, 36 years old, really impressed all the teams that he interviewed with during this cycle. So where does this leave Kirk Cousins? Well, all indications at this point are Cousins is going to be the Vikings quarterback in 2022. He worked with O'Connell in Washington. Cousins thinks that O'Connell is a brilliant football mind. They are going to have to address Cousins' contract, though, do $35 million fully guaranteed, cap number over $45 million, Mike. Uh, Tommy. <laughs> Our Let good buddy Tom Pelissero, man. This is the gr- oh. what a great day. This is it, man. This is day one. Today is day one of a new era of Minnesota Vikings football. Zero. I guess technically the day that Quasey had his press conference or signed the 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 contract was probably day one. But that this is really zero. day one. The Quasey was zero? day zero. Okay. Look at the mean, fleck. Okay. That was day zero. Now it's day one. <laughs> we are about we are about to start running because we've been crawling right. Quasi's the GM, but we got to wait on O'Connell, and the season's not done yet. Yeah. What makes me excited is we are about to take off running. <laughs> so, yes. And I think it's it's kind of hard to even properly frame up this episode because <laughs> I think I think the way to frame it up is this is going to be just play a potentially the wild three to four. Just blow to five. things just up. Sounders. Just, yeah. do, just, just, just do a yeah. whole show of blowing things up. Um, and everything that we're about to dive into today and the next month and a half or so through you know the NFL league year starting is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and by TCL, which has a new lineup of award-winning TVs. Hopefully you guys were enjoying the big game on a TCL TV, which delivers the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So that, that, you know, Palacero reporting yesterday on the one of, one of the uh, Super Bowl pregame shows, their NFL Network, all indications are Kirk Cousins will be the Vikings quarterback in 2022, but they need to figure out that pesky $45 million cap hit, which is the, that's the entire crux of this, right? Yes. How willing is Kirk and his camp to be flexible? How open are Quasi and KOC to wanting to run this thing back with a 34-year-old starting quarterback that has been kind of a gravitational pull toward average his whole career? Um, so the, all of that needs to be decided. The Vikings also brought in Mike Pettin yesterday. The, the word came out. So Ed Donatel and Mike Pettin are going to run the defense. That's 50-plus years, and I love this. This is head coaching experience with Pettin. Ed Donatel and Mike Pettin combined for 50-plus years of NFL defensive coaching experience. 
Uh, Pettin has a good track record as a as a pass defense guy. Donatell helped put together the third best scoring defense in the NFL with Denver and one of the best red zone defenses. So the def- you know they got experience with the coaching staffs being built up. They got all these cousins reports and questions. I guess my question to you guys is: What are you most looking forward to? Day one right now of a potentially crazy four to six week stretch. Oh my God. Oh, this is so juicy. Um, I would say this. Reckless speculation. So that we don't make this all about Kirk, but Kirk is at the front of this class. Yeah. New GM in place. New coach at some point, I would imagine, midweek, late week, in, introduced in place. Okay, that's all done. The next thing and the thing that I am, and and I think people, I think the Cousins Crusaders don't get this. Um, When we talk about the next step, it's the roster. And it's not just Kirk. Like, there seems to be this weird fixation on you guys just want Kirk gone. And I keep tweeting back at people, no, no, I'm I'm talking about every veteran with with a salary cap number that doesn't necessarily fit the future is is susceptible to being gone here. Um, now they can decide to, you know, say, you know what? I will redo my contract. I love the Vikings. I love KOC. Quasi, you're a great guy. Yeah, pay me 12 bucks. That's great. I'll take the $12. Um, but I am so excited about the next logical step. You don't blow up your franchise to say, okay, Spielman's gone. That's step one. Zimmer's gone. That's step two. So what should we Everything do with the else roster? Stays Everything yeah. stays. We're running her back. We're running yeah. it back. So so what I am flat out most excited about is Kirk. It's Thieland. It's Harrison Smith. It's Kendricks. Uh, it's it's the two defensive tackles. I mean, just just go through anybody who's not young and cheap. Yeah, is 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 in jeopardy of them deciding. Yeah, you know what? Not so much. Yeah, super. Excited. I think what need I think what needs to be said here too because you know. The Rams winning the Super Bowl, on one hand, could get people excited and and show you a blueprint for what the Vikings can do. Look, you know, Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins have been kind of in the same bin. You know, quarterback rankings come out. They're always kind of handcuffed together. If one of them is 11th, the other one's 12th. If one of them is 9th, the other one's like it's they're They're always kind of put in the same category. The difference here is the Vikings already had their Matthew Stafford attempt in 2018, right? Like the Vikings tried this Uh and for different reasons, Kirk falling up short was part of it. You know, coaching staff, maybe not being a great fit with Kirk and vice versa. There's a a bunch of different reasons. The defense started to erode after 2018. It was really good still in the first year, 2018, the Rams cashed in. The Rams had a ready-made winning roster they were knocking on the door. They went to a Super Bowl. They lost. The Vikings went to an NFC Championship game and lost in 2017. Both teams said, all right, we're competitive. We're among the three or four best teams in our conference. We just need that final piece to put us over the top. And the Vikings went from Keenum to Cousins. The Rams went from Goff to Stafford. The Vikings missed the playoffs in 2018. And then they got back in 2019. All right, okay, that was a... Kind of a throwaway year. We'll come back here, get our code words right. Right, that was the <laughs> whole thing four years ago, and uh, and they win a playoff game, but then they get stopped by a really good Forty ers team in the divisional round. It really came nowhere near conference championship Sunday. Sir, the Rams, I mean, the Rams did a better job sort of fortifying. I mean, Aaron Donald, right, and they were able to get OBJ and, and trade for Jalen Ramsey. Whitworth, they were more aggressive. Absolutely. Yep. 
Yep. So front office was much more like, hey, we're we're doing this. We're actually all in here. Vikings were like, we're going to get Kirk, and then eh, we're going to kind of yeah. just we're going to draft thirty eight players we'll over play, three years. We'll play with some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the but the point is, the Rams did it and cashed in. Yes. The Vikings did it and they whiffed. And I feel like a lot of people are saying, well, look like the Vikings can do what the Rams did. They just tried. <laughs> they just tried. and they didn't do it right. And now, now the roster has eroded so much since 2017-18. Players have aged out. Contracts have become bloated. It just it feels like a refresh, not a rebuild, but a refresh yeah. is needed here in multiple different areas. And I am excited. I'm comfortable with it, and I'm excited for what's going to happen the next four, five, six weeks. Yes, and, and keep in mind, too, the Rams' blueprint and Rams' way is not going to become the norm now. Like, the majority of teams are not going to get on the phone today and start to make trade calls and be like, we'll give you our next five first-round picks. So, like, the Rams took a path that that has that is dangerous because if it, if it does not work, you're super screwed. Um, they could be in two or three years a complete mess. So, like, don't think that this is now the norm. Um, but the Vikings definitely, the Vikings were not in 2018 willing to go all in. And and I think that Kwesi and O'Connell now are 100% going to look at the current roster, the current cap, which is just mm-hmm. as important or more so. And I think that what they're going to do is say, we're going to build a smart, efficient franchise. I don't think they're going to, to say, Let's steal what the Rams did and start to trade our draft picks and have Kirk try to win. Like, that's just, there's a lot of pitfalls there. And the Vikings, Phil, you're absolutely correct, had their chance to try it. And they were like, oh, we can't do that. And so I think what we're going to see is an examination of the roster and the cap that's going to lead to, in the next two years, a ton of departures of names that we know. And additions of hopefully yeah. some good. I mean, I, I was just looking at the, the PFF top 200 free agent list. You know, if you can find some cap space this year, next year, there's some dudes out there, man. There's, there's 11 centers and guards in PFF's top 100 free agents this off season in a month. You can sign guys. Uh, so there's, yes, there's going to be some familiar names that probably are gone. Maybe Kirk is one of them in the next couple years, but I look at this. I, I, I woke up today thinking, this is a new era of Vikings football, baby. Agreed completely. There's, there are things that you can draw inspiration from Cincinnati and from Los Angeles. Yep. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't feel like – I don't feel optimism in the sense that, oh, because the Rams did it, that means the Vikings should run it all back with an <laughs> offensive-minded Sean McVay prototype. I think it's awesome that they got a Sean McVay prototype, and my God, the way that McVay and Kevin O'Connell – we're, we're creatively using Cooper Cup on that game-winning Super Bowl drive. Like, go back and watch that if you're not excited already, Vikings fans. That's allowed, right? Out of the ba- jet sweeps out of the backfield. They said, okay, OBJ's out, Tyler Higby's out, Super Bowl's on the line, Cooper Cup, we got to get the ball to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Let's do it out of the backfield. Let's do it out of the slot. Let's do it out wide. Let's just, let's, you know. Justin from Jefferson, the, from baby. The coach to the coordinator to the quarterback, everybody understood the assignment. Get the ball to your best player. Yes. Yeah. Get the ball to JJ is yes. the equivalent. But I guess what I'm saying is we might have to be patient here. This might not be something where like, okay, like let's gear up for 2022. It might be more of a gear up for 2023 thing. And again, like I said, I'm 
excited for that. I'm 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 a hundred percent at peace and fine with that if that's the direction that, and I think it should be. But if that's the direction that they decide to go in, I don't think a retool that makes sense is hard to watch. Like futility sucks, and standing still sucks, and yeah. and that's not fun. <laughs> but I think a retool with with young players and up and coming uh, talented players who are empowered by the system who are who are are offensively used to the best of their capabilities like you you might win six games but you know what you see the progress right so so like i don't i don't see this as oh the vikings hired the wrong guys and this is going to this is just going to be 2020 and 21 especially was pulling teeth it was miserable to watch the vikings weren't fun I don't care if they won 10 games. It wasn't fun. And, like, you know, but they were so close in games. But were those games fun to watch? It was a miserable experience. It was, it was literally offensively taking your head and banging it off this table. That's how it felt. Uh, things didn't make sense. Um, the defense, you know, Mike was so proud of that and that had deteriorated so badly, and yet he didn't know what to do. It was really sad. I don't expect, and it, and record-wise, the team might be worse. But I think 2022 is going to be a lot more uplifting and on the right track because the last two years have felt like they weren't even close to being yeah. on the right track. It feels like the last couple of years, even though they've been in the hunt to make the playoffs, it has felt like they've just lost ground from where they were in 2017-18, right? And, yes. and it's not just on one person. I know people like, you always blame Kirk. Uh, if you listen to the show on a daily basis, we we dive into all On Twitter, stuff, we do. We totally blame Kirk. If you just read my tweets, I yeah, then, then it's Phil's very just Kirk heavy. It's very Kirk jerk. heavy. Um, but like, it, does, it, feel, it, it feels like a, de, you know, a depreciation of what they had in 2017-18. And the only way to start pushing you know, back up the other direction in a way that doesn't have a glass ceiling on it is to make some major changes. Declan, what are you, this is a new day. This is day one of Vikings football. What are, what are you most excited about here? Uh, I'm excited for what Quasey and Kevin O'Connell want to do in free agency. It kind of felt like last year because they were so cap stricken and because they were still manipulating things a little bit that Spielman brought in these like essentially replacement level players to please Zim. Cause Zim's like, I, my defense is bad. I need, I need my veterans. I need Pat P who was a serviceable and nice corner. And I would entertain bringing back, but they weren't able to bring any dynamic and make any type of big splash, in my opinion, in free agency. Now, things are still going to have to get manipulated from Kwesi to get them under the cap and get more resources to make runs at free agents. But it just it felt like last year was just kind of a meh edition of free agency, and a lot of, and a, and a lot of their moves were just kind of boring. I, I'm curious what they want to do this year. Are they going to go after a big offensive lineman? Um, how do they want to fix the defense? In the draft, are they going to be moving up instead of always trading back? I think the the era of Spielman and Zimmer now that that's done with and over with. I'm curious what Quasi and what Kevin O'Connell want to make the Vikings offseason. What blueprints they want to make them to be a competitive football team in 2022. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give you guys just a taste here. We can do this later this week. We can go taste. through like actual free agent. Reckless speculation. I'll give you one name here. Okay, he is uh, the 53rd ranked player overall on PFF's top 100 free agent board. And he is among 11 centers or guards in the top 100. He's 26 years old. He is, I believe, an unrestricted free agent. Austin Corbett 
one of the starting guards for the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously has a connection with Kevin O'Connell. They work together every day. And the last two seasons, he has been ranked overall out of 80 qualified guards, 11th and 27th in PFF grade. Um, you know, is he a pro bowler for the Vikings? Probably not. Is he miles better than Ole Udo? Yes. He's projected to make about $9 million a year on his next three or four year contract. There are dudes like that. So uh, the, unlike last year where there's, there really was only like three viable guards and centers in free agency. There's a boatload of them this year. So that's one of the things I want to see whether they take a step back in 2022 or not sign a 26, 28-year-old guard or center yes. to a multi-year contract and just get that position fixed up the middle. We can do the full list at some point, maybe later this week. I mostly want to see what they're going to do to clear significant cap space, too, to position themselves for March of 23. Because, like, you could be sitting on a boatload of cash, a boatload. The second thing that that I am excited about with this team, too, and look, the the uh, uh, KOC changes to the to the offense are, are going to be fun to watch. I have no doubt about that. I think it's going to be refreshing to see an offensive minded coach that appreciates that side of the ball. Uh, the three four defense, which I think is coming now for sure. Petten is a three four guy. Donatel ran a three four uh, with the Broncos under Fangio. Now he ran a four three as the DC with the Packers in the early two thousands, and then the Falcons. But I think he was hired to bring in what uh, what Vic taught him as well. Um, it's going to be a different world defensively, and and like if you go to that as your base defense, we're talking about different concepts. We're mm-hmm. talking about about a very different structure, different players. So, like, as far as that goes for a team that I don't think has run a 3-4 base concept since since 1985, like, there's going to be a lot of change there. And and they're going to 100% put a value on some areas that they didn't before and conversely take, take a value off that Mike definitely put on certain players and certain positions. And so I think the defensive changes are going to be incredibly intriguing to watch. And the approach to how how they're going to get players to play in that system is also going to cause probably a ton of changes on that side of the football. I feel like it's our obligation here to also, you know, for for those of you that are maybe just new and entering the reckless speculation lifestyle for the first time. Welcome aboard. There's a was some, some ground rules we need to lay here in a second, and some some historical references to to look back on as we try to figure out what's going to happen. So I I want to throw something at you here in just a second, but a couple shout outs. Uh, number one, the uh, St. Thomas women's basketball team is uh, in its first year in Division One hoops, and they take on one of the best teams in the Summit League this week on Thursday. Uh, and also on Saturday in South Dakota State. South Dakota on Thursday, South Dakota State on Saturday. And so you can, uh, if you want to watch Division I UST women's basketball, tickets are $5 at TommySports.com. $5 tickets at TommySports.com. If you want to lose a bleep load of weight, oh, well, Judd can oh, talk to you about come that. Come here, come here right yeah. now. In fact, show the picture again, Dex, if, if you'd be so so kind, because that guy... Right there. And yes, remarkably, it's the same person. It's me. He he is a product of the system, not of Kevin O'Connell. No, no, no. More importantly, of Livia Weight Control. 
centers down 30 plus pounds. Yeah, the guy on the left, look at the jowly. Look at how bad that guy looks. He was, uh, dare I say it, fat. The guy on the right now, it's the same guy. But does he not look like his clothes fit well? Does he not look like he loves life? This, this is the changes that you two can make. And I got a deal for you that you're going to absolutely love. The I Did It Eight-Week Challenge. Get your first eight weeks for free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. And, and inside the state, it's fantastic. Join. But you know what? If you're watching PD right now in like Florida and you're thinking, Florida, I got to get my shorts to fit by March, you can do a consultation they can send you the food. So it's basically the exact same thing as if you showed up at, at one of their locations in the uh, in the area. Again, it is Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A. So Judd Zolgad, for those of you who are uh, unfamiliar, was the former lead Vikings beat writer yeah, for the Star yeah, Tribune yeah, for yeah, a number was, of years. Yes, AccessVikings.com yes. was the, uh, the old site. So uh, you've you've been around the block when it comes to this time period in the NFL, the off season, speculation season, and I'll repeat: Tom Pelissero, our good friend and wonderful reporter for NFL Network, said all indications are Kirk Cousins will be the Vikings quarterback in 2022, but they need to figure out that contract. <laughs> so it had me thinking: God, I feel like we've heard similar things before around this time of year about Vikings players and other players. So I just did a quick little little search into the, the Twitter machine. And sure enough, and Ben Gessling does a good job of recapping this. February 15th, 2013, so nine years ago, Rick Spielman says the Vikings have no intent of trading Percy Harvin. One month later, the Vikings traded Percy Harvin for three draft picks. Good tra- March 12th, Great trade, by the way. Was, it was a good it was a hell of a trade by Rick. Awesome trade. February 26th, 2020, so two years ago, Rick Spielman says there's no reason to think Stefan Diggs won't be on the Vikings roster. March 16th of 2020, three weeks later, Vikings trade Stefan Diggs for a boatload, including a pick that landed them Justin Jefferson. Another great trade for both teams because Buffalo's offense went to New Um, How about this one? Cliff Kingsbury, so what, two years ago, three years ago, said Josh Rosen is our guy, but... Some smoke coming out that Kyler Murray could still be the draft pick in the first round. That's from the ringer. So when you hear reports like this, take your Kirk hater hat off here for a second, Judd, and put your, yeah, your Vikings beat writer on. hat on. Okay. Yes. Judd has taken his. Okay. Glasses are off. So when you have credible reporters like Pelissero saying, hey, you know, Kevin O'Connell. Good working relationship in Washington with Kirk. Yep. All indications are Kirk will be the Vikings quarterback in 2022, but they got to figure out that contract. How do you interpret that? Um, I interpret it as being being as fair as possible, to use the best word. It is a fluid. That's today's word, fluid. Uh, because right now, I think Tom is reporting what Tom's being told, and that's what that's his job. Like, he can't read into March. Uh, but the reality is this, when Tom adds the clause at the end of his sentence of, but they've got to work out that contract, that contract is a huge deal. That contract is a huge, and look, I don't care how much uh, Quazy might like Kirk. I don't care how much Kevin O'Connell might like Kirk. 
they are forced that their objective here is to make the Vikings as good as possible. And their objective is to build a roster, not one position. Now that position is incredibly important, but um, I, I believe that this is, so in the case of Percy and Diggsy, that was two guys who were, um, who were disgruntled. And so like they forced their, their way out. They became in both cases, pains in the asses. This is different. Kirk is not going to do that, but it's the same in the sense that Kirk is go- Kirk is not going to take, in my opinion, a pay cut. Um, and Kirk Kirk's contract has to be redone. And so the talk, Phil, with the Cousins camp, the talks, the discussions, negotiations become incredibly important. Um, yes. And I think saying right now that anybody is, oh, Kirk's not going to be traded. What are you talking about? This is a business. And if you can get... If he says, I need to get X amount of guaranteed cash, and a team comes and says, and by the way, this this market more and more is looking like it's going to be flooded with teams desperate uh, for a chance to get a quarterback who they think can can Matthew Stafford their way to a championship. Um, there is no way right now that we can definitively say Kirk Cousins is staying put. It would be irresponsible to say that. Yeah. I, I still stand by my even even some of these reports coming out. It's like you got to you got to question who has an agenda, who wants to get information out. Of course. of course, if you're the Vikings, you want his value to be as high as possible. Of course, you know I, I keep going back to two things. Number one, Quasey and Kevin O'Connell are not guaranteed a second GM and a second head coaching opportunity in the in the NFL. Like you have to assume that this is your only shot in those jobs. Are you really willing to gamble? on a 34-year-old guy who has zero track record in high school, college, or football of playing in and winning huge games. And, I, and I'm dead serious when I say that about his track record. You know, and, and some people might laugh, like, high school, what do you care? I mean, oh, you know, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the resume. See, he never, never played in the state championship game, never you know, came anywhere close in, in high school. Uh, his team at Michigan State won the Outback Bowl once. I think that was his only bowl win at Michigan State, he threw three picks in that game, and the rest of the team was was really good, and they won the Outback Bowl. And mm-hmm. the NFL, the only time he's ever been to the second round of the playoffs, the divisional round, the Vikings got smoked. And, of course, there's other things that go into this, but like at no point has he shown you that he is the main central figure for a team winning big and being championship caliber. So do you want to – because to keep Kirk Cousins, you probably have to sign him to like a three-year extension. Right. Ages 34, 35, 36. Are you willing to hitch your career to that? assumption to that theory that there's another level to team success with Kirk Cousins or do you want to take advantage this is the second part of my point Quasey comes from both in his NFL and Wall Street background he comes from this point of of evaluating markets both on Wall Street and in the NFL and placing value on players and commodities and assessing what their value might be worth in a trade of some kind too right yeah, you have nine or ten teams, and a bunch of these are being reported on over the weekend in these pregame shows. I'm reading an athletic article as we speak that's surveying the market. I mean, there's like eight, nine, ten teams that are looking to find an upgrade or a replacement for a retired quarterback because they think they can make a playoff run. That's where the Vikings were four years ago, right? It is a seller's market. If you have one of these guys, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, maybe even Jimmy Garoppolo. There's like four or five of these guys that like they're proven track record quarterbacks. 
and there might be two or three teams bidding on one of them at a time. This is a perfect time to get more than he's probably worth in a trade. So I like I see these reports, I hear them, I understand Kevin O'Connell's connection to Kirk. I get all those things. But when you step out of that for a second and just say, when it comes down to it, if a team offers a first-round pick for Kirk Cousins in the next month mm-hmm. and you can move out from underneath the salary while getting a first-round pick, how can you say no to that? That's, that's what I keep going back to here. And by the way, this athletic article written by, uh, I, uh, let me see here, byline, um, it is Ben Standig who covers the Washington football franchise and the NFL for The Athletic. And I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but he says, A, he, uh, his sense is Cousins wouldn't automatically rule out Washington for a return if the contract was right, <laughs> but also that he's unlikely to uh, settle for something team-friendly, so to speak. So yeah, so something to watch. Well, and look, if Kirk showed up at TCO today and and went into Kwesi and said, Kwesi, I really haven't done a great job here. Statistically, I'm awesome, but... I really haven't done a great job. Let's do three more years. Let's keep it at, um, let's cap it at 23 per. And you know what? The guarantee thing, that's fun, but don't sweat that. Then he signed. Then then it's done. Then then I think they, they say, oh yeah, yeah, we're in. But there's no reason to believe he will. And if Kirk Cousins shows up and says, yeah, I'll take a reduction for this year. But keep in mind too, he likes to do short-term contracts. So you can't shovel that cap hit way off. It's going to come and get you very soon. And if he sticks with what his philosophical approach has been to contracts, and there's no reason to believe that he won't, it's not going to be something the team wants. And so, like, I just don't see if this was if this was just about, well, I think Kirk sucks and you don't, and but the contract's fair. I, I would just back off and say, yeah, okay, I don't really agree, but the contract's so good. But the reality is the contract's not good. And the reality is, unless we find out differently, it's going to remain a contract that is going to put a a um, a stress on your cap that you can't overcome. And so that's where if somebody comes and says, first round pick, how can, yeah, how can you say no? Look, the Stefan Diggs trade worked out great. The Stefan, now, now, thank God it did, but... The, the Percy trade worked out fantastic. The reality is a Kirk trade, you might just flat out win it. Like, no, no, oh, my God. I think you will. You're right. Yeah. But, but I mean, but if, I'm, if I am telling you that there is a good chance that you're going to trade him, get a first-round pick, and win said trade, yeah. you're feeling damn good about yourself, aren't you? Yeah. No, like, what I, am I missing? That, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, right, right now, I'm trying to figure out, who is leaking what right now? Yeah. Well, because if put it this way, if the Vikings and Kirk wanted to make something work, like both sides were just all in with each other. Yes. I think it would just kind of be done. Like, I think it would. I don't think this like it'll get done very soon. It won't. This won't be something well, if, if they really want to be married to each other. Yes. This won't linger. Tom wouldn't. I don't think. Tom, for another month. Tom wouldn't have to report that the contract remains an issue. If if this and, was going yeah. to be done, Tom would have said something along the lines of, and something will get done with that contract. Both sides are confident. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I just right think there, that's it. That is your, that's I think that's your it. former Vikings beat writer lesson but, of the day right there. And phrasing. It, and, phrasing I gotta, and I got a bunch of pushback. Um, I think it was 
a couple of weeks ago that we discussed the, the whole thing. And I believe that I was called in particular a moron because I said, you're not <laughs> going to put out there like Kirk Cousins. We would like to trade him. You're going to, to make it sound like he's untouchable. And pe- people, yeah, came, you're going you're to say something said, like, what are you talking about? Zolgad? No, I, what are you talking about? You're wrong. When the Rogers report came out from Schefter yesterday and the, that, that is that the Packers are going to go all in to try and keep him. Andrew Brandt, who was the Packers Brzezinski when, when Aaron was drafted, tweeted, I am dubious of that report because it seems like they're headed for a separation and they're trying to drive the price, which is exactly my point. The more that you leak things, the more that it's usually the opposite agenda. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I the, the pushback of, well, I mean, come on, Zolgad. No, you're just trying to hate hate on Kirk. No, I'm not. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here because there's going to be massive changes. And and all of those changes are probably going to be in some way, shape, or form, if they're significant, set up by smart people with, by putting things out there that are far from the truth, but they want you to believe is the truth. Yeah. And the, and the, the best part about all of this is it's, all of it. Daniil Hunter, we did an episode on him a couple days ago. Cousins, if you want to clear cap space for 2022, and that free agency period starts in a month from now, this this in a month from this week, free agency opens up. If you want to make your team better for this year or next year, you got to have money. And the Vikings are $12 million over the cap right now. There's ways you can clear money throughout the summer and stuff too, but like the wave, like the big time free agents are going to sign one month from now. The guards, the centers, the edge rushers, if you want access to those free agent players, you need to clear minimum 30 to $40 million in cap. Yes. All of that's going to play out in the next four weeks. And, and I am oh, freaking just play out. it. Play it! Get it. I am so excited. <laughs> I'm 52, and this excites me so much. I'm so glad I can wake <laughs> up in... The morning and look at the ability of teams to build and free agency. I love this stuff. <laughs> um, hey, we I, I have a mock draft Monday for you guys here in a second. Um, but I, I got to be honest, I had a, a blast on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. I drank about five different things. I'm guessing Judd probably drank one thing. Probably just you know uh, what's funny is I know years. no you're wrong you are guessing wrong <laughs> Phil you are guessing wrong because yes I spent quality time with products from our friends our good friends at. Surly Brewing, but it wasn't just one, Phil. It wasn't just one. It was a Surly Variety Pack. Mm. Surly Variety Pack, and I'm going to tell you right now, furious, in the pack, delicious. But have I ever talked to you gentlemen about Havoc Machine? A true Mm. West Coast IPA, dank, citrusy, and just the right amount of bitterness. Havoc machine. Awesome. And by the way, too, thank you for all of you on Super Bowl Sunday who showed us your cans and showed us your taps. We appreciate that at Jay Zolgad, Surly (laughs) Brewing. You know what? Two lifestyles, boys. Two of them. One, reckless speculation. No question about it, right? Forget the forget the new defense. I, I think the Havoc Machine is might be the new motto of the Vikings defense in 2022. I love Havoc Hire Shaka Smart. Bring him yeah. in. To be I love player. that because the second lifestyle that we all need to choose is the Surly lifestyle. Surly Bruin, man. Also, uh, hey, our friends at Chill Boys are keeping us cozy and comfortable where it matters. 
pretty much all times of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long underwear comes in handy during these cold months. Chill Boys, a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online at chillboys.com. The most comfortable underwear we have ever worn in our lives. We agree on that. And uh, you can find a pair or more for yourself. Again, chillboys.com. Bamboo fabric, kids. Bamboo fabric. Oh, man. Boxers. Those are the words. Those are so comfortable, too. So check them out at chillboys.com. All right, gentlemen. I have another one. It's Mock Draft Monday here. I want to mock. Mock. And I have for you from NFL.com, Lance Zierlein oh, is yeah. one of three or four oh, mockers. Lance. Or more. Lance, baby. Over NFL.com. So he, uh, this is his 1.0. He doesn't, he's not a big Ooh. like December, January mocker. He wants to see senior, the senior bowl. I sort of appreciate this. I do too. Good for him. Yeah. Here for this. I like very, it's very professional. Yes. Lance. So I'm going through this for the first time. I have, I have not seen this yet. So we're all going to learn together here. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars with the number one overall pick. And according to Zierlein, they take Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from. Alabama, so get get some help there for um, young Trevor Lawrence. Okay. The Lions taking Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. edge rusher from Michigan, mm-hmm. in-state guy. Mm-hmm. Right there. All right, I'm going to keep scrolling here because I'm not going to go through all these. Uh, there's Derek Stingley, LSU cornerback to the Texans at five. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau falling to seven to the Giants, the Oregon edge rusher. Mm. And then we get to... Uh, Let's get to the 11th pick here, right before the Vikings. The Washington Commanders take the first quarterback off the board in Kenny Pickett. Good. Pitt. Good. Have fun. Which leaves the Vikings at 12 here. And according to Landzierline, the Vikings are taking cornerback out of Washington, Jr., Trent McDuffie. I want a mock. Mock! Let's get it. The write-up says... The Vikings have had their fair share of issues in the secondary, so McDuffie's route, uh, route hounding technique driven oh. cornerback play. Wow, route hounding, route hounding technique driven cornerback right play. That's important. Should yes. be a welcome addition. All right, how would you guys feel if that's how it wound up on draft? I'm fine with that. Now, you know what? I'm fine with that. The corners are a mess, you guys. The corners are a mess. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's unfortunate. Um, it's not optimal. But you know what? I'm fine with that. And and I will say this. If Kevin O'Connell and Quazy decide that there is not a quarterback in this draft and that the quarterback class of 23 is superior, I am fine with waiting. Like, we, we can wait one more year to try and solve the problem. The last thing I want is uh, we just got to take one. Now, if yeah, you're confident, that's awesome. But if you're like, I don't know, you know what? You've got now so many potential holes that if a cornerback is the best player available and if we can see that guy plugged in for, I don't know, Phil, what, five to eight years or something, go for it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's so early here, too. I mean, there's going to be the the combine's going to be the biggest next checkpoint here for, you know, where these players fall. I'm just kind of curious here where Zierlein has... Malik Willis. Okay, 17th to Pittsburgh. And that is a projected He ain't going grade. 17th. I think he's going I think he's going in the top 10 now. I think he's going to have a great they, combine. I agree. He's going to impress. The I combine agree. the combine is a place where you can a guy like that will definitely impress, I think. Yeah. And then uh quarterbacks here? Oh, Mac Matt uh, Matt Coral going to the Buccaneers at 27. Interesting. 
And that is those are three quarterbacks in the to back up first TB? round. <laughs> he's oh, coming back. To back up TB. I think Tom Brady's coming back. I don't think he's go. I don't think he's going back to the Bucks though. I think there's a fighting chance that he is the 49er starting quarterback. God. Wow, wow, dude! Look at you right now. I, I heard look that yesterday. Right it's being speculated. Though. Speculation. Yeah, that that he'll go so that that they're afraid that that Lance is not prepared. That Garoppolo has just shown that there's just a certain place where it just stops for him. There's a ceiling, yeah. and that and and that there's pressure right right now, and there definitely is to win. And that Brady is doing the Favre Jets move here. I'm retired. He doesn't so, file his retirement papers. They Tampa they would have to him. trade him or release him. But why would Tampa release him? Because he's an old man and he wants to go home. I, I mean, I mean, Favre just got flat out. Released, but that's but yeah, right. Because the Jets are idiots. Couldn't the Jets have gotten a pick from the Vikings? Uh, if the like the, the Jets no, were like, no, okay, I guess he's no, because, I guess he's yeah, retired because no. they sat on him, and then they, I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> let me recklessly t- speculate. I don't know. I think he's a San Francisco 49er. I do not think he is retiring. Why, why are you speculating on something that's already been yeah, proven? Okay, it's not gonna happen. You know, Brady already retired. Come on, what are you score talking north. about? Come on, score north. God. Quit speculating. Wrong with you yeah, guys. sports always go to form, right, kids? Okay, okay, give me, okay, give me um, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, in order how likely they are to be the Niners starting quarterback week one. Brady won. Oh wow! wow. What? Brady won. <laughs> Look, what? I, don't, dude, I've got a doctorate in RS. Okay, okay all right, yeah, I got a doctorate. Sorry. I have a BS degree from Ex- Saint Cloud. Exactly, of BS. Science. Your degree, yep. re- reckless. While you were going to. Classes at St. Cloud State. I yeah, was taking really reckless speculation. Brady one, Lance two, Cousins three, Garoppolo four. Uh, I would say Lance one. I don't think he's going to be started. Undisclosed well, they name. Tra- they traded multiple first round picks mm-hmm. to move up to get Lance. I, I know, yeah. but if he's not ready, he's not ready. Lance is one. going to rush him? I mean, I don't know. Kirk two. Brady three, Jimmy G four. They're gonna trade Jimmy. Like they literally said, we're gonna. They're basically gonna trade him. So yeah, they say goodbye. Yeah. I think and, Brady and his, and his press conference is like, I'm out. Brady, Thank you for everything. Brady is one of the smartest, most devious people out there. He's gonna find a way. Yeah, I th- I think the Bucks are gonna be smart enough to hang on to his rights. So that okay, if, well then you trade. Come back. Then you then, trade a pick for him. But could, so he would come back. He would basically tell the Bucks. So I'm not coming back to play for you guys. Yeah. I said goodbye to all you guys. Thank you so much. And I won your Super Bowl, so you owe me. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't mind coming back for the Niners. And in the meantime, like yeah. we could maybe get you a first round pick or something. Yeah. Be great. And I'm just saying. And keep in mind, I don't think the TB is a complete jerk to the backups. So, like, I think he, he would actually – I'm not saying that he would actively help Lance, but I think watching him for a year would definitely help yeah. Trey Lance. Well, and we can – listen, we can do more. Oh, hold on a second. You know, any day this week on quarterback speculation. Oh, I right. Put yourself real quick, too, in the shoes of Kyle Shanahan. And this is why, like, you know, the, the Cousins thing. So, Kyle Shanahan just watched his little brother, basically, yes. Sean McVay. From, yeah, win a Super Bowl out of his own division. Shanahan's been knocking on the door, NFC Championship games, right? Went to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of hit this, this ceiling with Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Joe Montana is among multiple people saying that Trey Lance isn't ready. And so, okay, well, it kind of sucks. You know, we gave up all these picks to move up for Trey Lance. But to Judd's point, if he's not ready, he's not ready. Yeah. And and we have a win-now roster. By the way, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, those guys, so they have one more year of rookie-scale contract left in 2022. So you could, and then you're going to get him signed to an extension, but th- that money doesn't pour in until 2023, and you can you got, backload it. you got a year right now. You have like a, two, a one- or a two-year window for a mercenary quarterback to come in. Yes. And and I think you were probably thinking about some of this stuff two weeks ago, but now watching the Rams win a Super Bowl in your freaking backyard, right. you're thinking, we but, got it, guys. We have, a, we have a championship team. We just need somebody better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And he has expressed publicly his affinity for Kirk Cousins and obviously has exactly. an affinity for Tom Brady, who doesn't. But that's where Kirk, like if you can't get TB, that's where Kirk becomes at least a discussion point. No, no, you can't. Talk. You got to at least a discussion. No, click, no, that's clickbait. Clickbait. That clickbait. Oh, that's sorry, clickbait. sorry, folks. Too much clickbait. Where's the cropped photo? Yep. Clickbait. Yep. Sorry. Clickety, clickety, clickety. So typical. So good. Mac, I hate Mac. <laughs> your radio station failed all of you. You got lucky. <laughs> you, your radio station. Oh, my God. Where's your radio right. station today? <laughs> Still here. You can, How, you can how's it us. doing? It hasn't gone away. <laughs> is it still on the band? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, I think Boone's going to join us tomorrow. Right. Trying to work out some schedule stuff. But no matter what, we got you guys covered here. Day one of a new dawn, a new era of Vikings football. The rest of the your next Viking four life. to six weeks are going to be a freaking blast. Reckless Thank you guys for helping us. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's all we want here on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow.